that I mentioned. Achintya Bheda Bheed The prime difference stated is the oneness with and difference between the Jiva and the Supreme Lord. So it is wholly correct in all times, places, and circumstances to say that the jiva is one with the Lord, and it's also wholly correct to say that the jiva is different from the Lord. Wholly correct? Yes, but Again, it's Purna, Purnatara, Purnataram. Full, perfect, complete, more full, more perfect, more complete, and fully perfect, fully perfect, and perfect, and complete. So the Jiva, that the Jiva is one with the Supreme God is true, but it must be understood also the other perspective that there's difference also. But both the oneness of the Jiva with the Supreme Lord and the difference are permanent, irrevocable, unchangeable facts. Now, other different perspectives I was referring to, just, just like in Gita, Lord Krishna says, Shayam Sradhama Vivana, Paradhamma, one should perform one's own dharma because to perform another's is dangerous. And then ultimately, sarva-dhamma-nivit-kata to give up all varieties of dharma. So, the ultimate dharma is to serve Krishna. But in this world, we may have so many, or we do have, as long as we're connected with this world, we have so many things to do in relationship with this world. So what is our Shreya? What is for our ultimate good uh, is not the activities of this world, but it may be 
in our present situation that may be considered for our ultimate good, because it will, it, it will better lead us to our ultimate good, to our Shreya, to perform activities uh, in concord with our present situation and to attempt to immediately come to the creative platform. This is a different kind of difference. This is Paramartic and Vyavaharic. Fully, the fully difference between the fully spiritual and activities and those which are practical in our present situation. So there's a difference there. It's not that one is required eternally to engage in activities in this material world, rather it's required to go to the spiritual world and leave this material world behind altogether. However, to prepare us to go to the spiritual world, we should go step by step. Even though it is completely true that we should fully surrender to Krishna, we might not be recommended to do that immediately. We should do it immediately, but we might be recommended that due to our present conditioning, we're not, we might have a sentiment to do that, but we won't be able to sustain that because of our because of the influence of our past conditioning, because of our present attachments. So we may be recommended, take it easy, take it slowly, keep going in that direction, with that aim in mind, but don't attempt to run before you can walk, as the English saying goes. You probably have similar sayings in Hindi and Gujarati and all these others, all other languages. Prabhupada used to call it Bengali saying, which I never heard any Bengali except Prabhupada, who's not really a Bengali at all, say, Intarepaka, which means uh, jackfruit. You don't get many jackfruit trees here. Some, in Bengali. So sometimes jackfruit can grow to this big. Usually about this size. You get them plenty in Tamil Nadu also. Sometimes you see when they've grown this size, they become yellow, paka. Look like they're paka. But it's completely useless. It's too small and it's become paka, ripe too quickly. So it's useless. This, this, if you open it up, there's no, there's no fruit inside. It just looks like it's a, a miniature ripe fruit. So, so that's an important point I want to make. And then go on to another subject. I'll read a well-known uh, quote from Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, translated from uh, Bengali. This is from uh, Sajana Toshani magazine that he was the editor and publisher of this is from 1891, over 100 years ago. The dharma preached by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is universal and not exclusive. The principle of Kirtan as the future church of the world invites all classes of men, 
without distinction of caste or clan, to the highest cultivation of the spirit. This church, it appears, will spread worldwide and replace all sectarian churches, which exclude outsiders from the precincts of the mosque, church, or temple. Lord Chaitanya did not invent himself to liberate only a few men in India. Rather, his main objective was to emancipate all living entities of all countries throughout the entire universe and to propagate the eternal dharma. Lord Chaitanya states in Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat, In every town, country and village my name will be sung. There is no doubt that this unquestionable order will come to pass. Although there is still no pure society of Vaishnavas, Lord Chaitanya's prophetic words will in a few days come true, I am sure. Why not? Nothing is absolutely pure in the beginning. From imperfection, purity will come about. Very soon the unparalleled path of Prina and Sankirtan will be propagated all over the planet. Over that day when the fortunate English, French, Russian, Prussian and American people will take up banners, mitangas and kartals and perform kirtan through their streets and towns, when will that day come? Over the day when the western fair-skinned men from one side while chanting Jai Shachi Nangan Kijai will extend their arms and embracing the devotees of our country coming from another side, treat us with brotherly feelings. When will that day be? On such a day they will say, Our dear Aryan brothers, we have taken shelter at the lotus feet of Lord Chaitanya, who is the ocean of transcendental love. Kindly embrace us. When will that day come? That day will witness the holy transcendental Vaishnava praying to be the only dharma, and like rivers meeting the ocean, all narrow creeds will mix with the unlimited Vaishnava dharma. When will that day come? So these are highly inspiring words, no doubt, which uh, in some shape or form has come to pass. He has a fair skin. Shvetanga Vaishnava, as we sometimes call him, Bangladesh, or less generously, Laurana, means a red man. On who was referring to us. Uh, many years ago in Iskand, Calcutta, I was ruminate, I, ruminating out loud on this uh, marvelous statement of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. From imperfection, purity will come about. So uh, one of my godbrothers, who, as I was walking past, stating this, just not stating it to anyone in particular, just saying it, he, would, he said rather facetiously, what kind of philosophical statement is that? Now in those days, uh, there wasn't much skepticism in and around this one. His devotee was, and is still today, philosophical bend so it was not really meant to be skeptical but to uh, I, I took it that he was taking the position of, a, of an outsider and 
making a philosophical challenge. It doesn't seem to make sense. From imperfection, purity will come about. Well, how is that? We don't see that from where there is imperfection. Imperfection gives rise to purity. Rather, purity is coming down. It's the mercy by which we can become purified is coming down from Krishna and his devotees. However, Bhakti Nautaka, it's interesting also, he said that there's still no pure Vaishnava society. It's an important historical point because the pure Vaishnava society was later founded by Bhakti Siddhan the Gorya Mat, with the specific aim of propagating pure Vaishnavism. And the very fact that it was a society set up within this world for propagating pure devotional service means that the people it preached to, attracted, recruited, and trained were mostly not perfect. That's the understanding. Otherwise, if we say that uh, in Islam today also, we expect everyone should be perfect. Well, why? Then why do we preach? Why do we preach? What is there to preach? Just by entering the door and getting a tilak on your head, you, be, you become perfect, then there's no... What is the meaning of preaching? Preaching means that we are trying to bring purity among imperfect people who nevertheless being inspired by the ideal of purity that is propagated by the society uh, they wish to pursue that and they'll also be inspired especially if they see actual models of that purity. It's not very... It's not so inspiring if you... Uh, well, that sometimes happens. Uh, that, uh, one devotee told me that he's from Bangladesh. He told me that one person asked him, should we follow what's in your books or what you do? There shouldn't be a difference. Should be the same thing. The books give the absolutely pure standard, and devotees are supposed to follow that, but unfortunately they don't. But when there is a powerful Vaishnav at the head of a Vaishnav institution, there's a very strong flow of mercy coming down to help lift up and those who want to come up and even those who don't want to come up a very powerful Vaishnava is known as Pratita Bhavana he purifies those who have fallen and 
generally don't become fallen by desiring to be pure. Those who, uh, those who have fallen far away from the standard of purity, they can be purified. So those who are very powerful Vaishnavas, they will purify not only pious people, but even impious people. Uh, examples of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Of course, he's the Supreme Lord himself, but he's taking the role of Anacharya. Uh, he he uh, purified even the Muslim king who was famous as a Hindu hater. Jagaya Nadhaya was delivered by the mercy more of Nidhan, even than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, a very powerful Vaishnava. Um, helps to help to the pure, purification of others. So, Bhaktinath Thakur uh, considered that from imperfection purity will come about. And at, at the time when Bhaktinath Thakur was preaching, he had a vision of worldwide preaching, but there was no practical movement for doing that. Bhaktivinoda Thakur had some followers, but as he himself states here, there is no, there is still no pure society of Vaishnavas. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur later analyzed that because of the situation, Bhaktivinoda Thakur was just beginning to try to preach pure Vaishnavism in a situation where that Actual pure Vaishnavism was much uh, covered by misrepresentations of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings. So he was just trying to make, he, he wanted to, to spread pure Vaishnavism, but realizing the situation, he used to say he made a, a bridging, which means that. I don't know. You can get out of your English dictionary. I mean, I do know what it means. But it literally means that when a, when an army is invading, they're coming in by ship to invade, and then they they just make a, they land, and then they make a a, a, a crisscrossing, a bridge by which they can. It's not, they haven't really landed, but they've made the means by which they can land. So, it's just a start. It's just the means to, to, to effect the desired goal. So, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvatthapa, he took that up. Bhaktisiddhanta foresaw uh, Krishna conscious spreading all over the world. The British Empire had spread all over the world. India was the jewel in the crown of Victoria, the Empress of India, the Empress of the British Empire. 
India was the jewel in the crown. Uh, but several Indians saw the possibility of, uh, yeah, the British also, there's so many missionaries came, not only the British and the Europeans, they wanted to convert the heathen natives into Christianity. But several Indians saw the possibility with modern travel and communications of going back to the western countries and preaching there. So several went, of which the most famous is Swami Vivekananda. I won't say anything more about him now. I've said various things about him at various times. And others. So Bhantinav Thakur saw the possibility of preaching Krishna consciousness to the Western world and that actually everyone in the world can become Vaishnavas. For as Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur noted, there is no question of converting anyone to Vaishnavism. Because everyone's a Vaishnava. It's just a matter of waking people up. Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema Shadha Kavunam. Shoranadi Shuddha Chite Everyone by nature is a Vaishnava. So it's just a matter of reviving that by the process of hearing and chanting and other processes. The process of Krishna is beginning with hearing and chanting. And as we sang the other day, the Prabhupada song, Margyane Bhagavan Dharma. So he had great hope that by especially by hearing the message of Bhagavatam, people in the Western world would take it up. Now, uh, as was experienced in the Gloria Mat, and is being experienced in Iskon, preaching such a pure, exalted message in a most impure and fallen age is not an easy task. And even though some people take to Krishna consciousness, uh, many problems arise. And if we look at it from one perspective, probably the easier perspective for us to see because we are in this world and we still identify with this world, uh, a lot of what's going on in this world might lead us to conclude that it's a bit of a mess, to say the least. Of course, many of you don't hang out on the internet and other such uh, murky places, so you maybe don't know about all the terrible things going on. So anyway, that's one perspective. Uh, from another perspective, there are many good things. Chanting of Hare Krishna is going on. Srila Prabhupada's books are being distributed. People are taking up Krishna consciousness. And despite all the many, many folks, within its scum. Uh, many people are 
inspired by Krishna conscious and taking it up. Something like the uh, example given in Sri Upadesh Amrita that one should not ascribe faults to a Vaishnava <coughs> because of his apparent material deficiencies. It's like a Vaishnava may be born in a low family or may have some bodily defect such as limping or stuttering or maybe worse, getting angry. But just as one who goes to bathe in the Ganga sees the purity of the Ganga and in the Ganga there's always, it's always, you, you clear Ganga water you won't get unless you take it and let it stand in your room for a few days and then water sinks down, the mud sinks down and you can take the clear water. Otherwise the water is full of mud. All mixed with, it's always brownish. Practically from, definitely in my even before that, Patna, Varanasi also, Ganga is not clear. And there's always, on the surface there's always some mud floating in Varanasi, especially as a dead body. You always find, practically any stretch of Ganga will find some, it's all quite common to find dead bodies. Especially the poor people, the, the government workers take out the dead bodies off the street and then they burn them. They don't bother to burn them thoroughly, they just chuck them in the gunner and then you'll see this bloated body with crows pecking out the eyes as it's floating out in the gunner. Stinks like anything. And people are still take bath in the gunner with that. Apparent impurity. That will render anything else impure. If you want to go and bathe in a pond and there's a dead body floating in it, you're not going to bathe in it. But in Ganga, because Ganga is so pure, there's no impurity that can make the Ganga impure. So similarly, Krishna conscious by nature is so pure that Apiche Sudharacharo Bhajate Mahananda Bhak Sadhureva even if one is very fallen, if one is intent on being Krishna conscious, he's considered pure. So, two perspectives. One will see, here is a Sudurachari, a highly sinful person. And someone will say, here is a great devotee, Sadhureva Samantha, Samantha. Whoever thinks like that, Kshipram Bhavati Dharmatma, whoever thinks like that, they themselves will become pure very soon. Lord Krishna says. So, from Gita also, we get the very practical advice of Lord Krishna of how to live in this world and see the faults and not go completely crazy and be totally overwhelmed by the faults as Arjuna was. Prior to the battle he was overwhelmed by the faults of the situation he was in and he 
he couldn't act, his Dandiva slipped from his hand. Govinda, he said to Govinda, I will not fight. He was over, but Lord Krishna told him, Sahajam Karanakandriya, Sadoshan. Sadoshan Apinatya, Savaramba Hidoshena. Dumenagnevamitana. Krishna said that in this world, everything we do, there'll be some fault in it. Just like fire, there's always some smoke. Still, fire is another example. Fire is always considered pure. Fire you have to use. Cooking, using wood, there's some smoke, but still you have to cook. Take advantage of, of the fire because it's too so smoky, I can't cook. So, uh, some imperfection is. When the imperfection becomes overwhelming, then either our, either we're overwhelmed by our own faulty vision, or if, if there's uh, too much, so much materialistic attitude that, that the Christian conscious may get completely covered. And it's a very imperfection means it's a dangerous situation. But as long as the mercy of Krishna and the Acharyas are there, then uh, despite the deficiencies, one can take the essence. Despite the smoke, someone is coughing in the smoke, but they'll they'll cook. Despite the mud or other impurities in the Ganga, someone will bathe and then they'll get the purificatory effect of bathing in the Ganga. So, uh, in the same way, despite the deficiencies, which are inevitable, we're not trying to make excuses here. Some, some degree is inevitable. Uh, one can take advantage of the Krishna conscious movement and be benefited. Srila Prabhupada wrote that uh, this Krishna conscious movement is meant for creating Vaikuntha in the material world. Vaikuntha means the atmosphere of service to Krishna. So if everyone is serving Krishna, then it's not the material world, then it's Vaikuntha. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswatthakur, who started this tremendously powerful movement, Goryamat. Nowadays, the Goryamat is not as dynamic as in the time of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswatthakur. That could be said of Iskot also, it's not as dynamic as in the times of Prabhupada, although it has spread a lot more since, uh, since Srila Prabhupada's 
departure from this world in 1977. Um, but Bhaktisthan Sazra Thakur himself said, at the expense of all my maps, my printing presses, at the expense of all of this, if I can make one person a pure devotee, I would consider my mission So his mission was successful. <laughs> it's like shooting with a shotgun. You can try to shoot, this may be not a very nice example, but with a shotgun you can hit. There are many birds. You shoot with a shotgun and you should be able to hit at least one. So why the widespread attempt to spread Krishna consciousness, at least one person but actually many of Bhaktisiddhanta Sasratakos disciples, they remained in Krishna conscious all their lives. By all the symptoms described in Shastra, they went back to Godhead. Prabhupada's followers in Iskon also. Many the way they left their bodies in the presence of many of them in the holy palm, in the presence of devotees chanting Hare Krishna. By all, uh, it seems they went back to God. Srila Prabhupada noted in one of his Bhagavatam books that one of the parents of his disciples, who was not Krishna conscious, the parent was not Krishna conscious, but her last word just before she died. Where is your Krishna? By the influence, by Prabhupada's influence, transmitted through his disciple, someone with no Krishna consciousness became Krishna conscious. Enough to say the word Krishna at the time of death, which according to Lord Krishna Bhagavad Gita will take them back to Godhead. So on the one hand, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself speaks of spreading Krishna consciousness all over the world. Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, reaffirmed the great hope that that would take place. Bhaktivinoda Thakur set up a movement in India with the idea that uh, having set up a strong movement in India, then he would uh, reach out to the world, which he started to do for various reasons, and the outreach, he made a bridgehead, and, but then they, there was retreat also, the, the, the mission in the West wasn't continued until Srila Prabhupada in 1965, sailed to America, and here we all are today, by Prabhupada's mercy. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy coming through Parampara. <clears throat> so on one hand that movement is meant for spreading all over the world. On the other hand, if even one person takes becomes a pure devotee, then the mission is fulfilled. That underscores how difficult it is to make anyone pure devotee, or what a great achievement, what an unexpected 
achievement it is that anyone can become a completely pure devotee, especially in this very fallen age of Kali. Shri, what is that? Shri Bhakti Marga, Yeha, Kantaka Koti Rudha, Godananda Saraswati, who exalts in the Sri Chaitanya Chandramita, the <coughs> tremendous mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also states that in this Kali Yoga, the path of bhakti is strewn with millions of thorns. But then he says that by the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one can overcome this. So really it's a matter of catching the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Without that, what hope do we have? So, <coughs> we have to have faith in the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that this Krishna conscious movement can spread very widely. At the same time, we see that even from within our movement, there are so many hindrances to it becoming spread widely. Devotees themselves, in many cases, they don't take Krishna conscious very seriously or they want to mix it up with karma, jnana, yoga, and all these contaminations. But nevertheless, we have to push it on, as Srila Prabhupada did. He, Srila Prabhupada went on pushing this movement. Even though there were so many setbacks, there's a, a, a part of modern mythology, there are various facets of modern Iskhan mythology. One is the, the uh, all-accommodating, all-tolerant Prabhupada who simply smiled at everyone and just let everyone do whatever they liked. Never got angry. Even his anger was just like some kind of humor or something like that. This is one facet of modern Islam mythology. Another facet is that there are so many problems in Islam now which are, and that's proof that we're not following Brahma. But there were so many problems with Prabhupada was personally present. This world is the world of problems. So like so many of Prabhupada's leaders one day would fall down and not do what Prabhupada said. And one time some of his prominent leaders, they were preaching that actually Prabhupada is God. They're preaching that Prabhupada has withdrawn his mercy from the movement, so all the devotees felt totally discouraged, and then there's another time there's some devotees who have become similar to the Prakrita Sahajiyas of Bengal, and then there was the, I heard Sri Maharaj several times quote that Prabhupada said, I don't know if Prabhupada ever said exactly what it is, but it's since Sri Maharaj is uh, 
analysis of some of the things that Prabhupada said at different times that we have, our movement has three main enemies, the, uh, the Sahajiyas in Vrindavan, uh, somehow I can't remember one of them, the Kasko Swamis, the Babajis, and the Bombay Municipality. At that time, the, the Bombay Municipality was uh, causing so many problems. So things, Bombay Municipality is not a problem. It's not an enemy anymore. But there were, so I mean, to get that land in Bombay and build the temple, I mean, it was just amazing. You only get a slight amount. It's told in some detail in the problem of the numbers, but they don't tell everything because there's certain things you can't tell, like all the underhand dealings and all kind of. You know, it's like trying to get some land in India with so much, dealing with so many corrupt people, and everything can't be told. Prabhupada was expert. So there are so many difficulties that Prabhupada went through. But Srila Prabhupada remained confident, even though there was some. He practically entrusted the whole movement in, in America to one devotee, Karanda, who just, without warning, just fell down from the standard of devotional service. In India, Prabhupada was time, I mean, he, he, hardly any Indian devotees were joining at that time. And mostly those who joined were, uh, well, in Mayapur, so many Bangladeshi refugees joined because, you know, they got free food and accommodation. Many of them liked to chant Hare Krishna, but their motives were at least as much material as spiritual. Other than that, hardly any educated Indians were joining. Prabhupada would give them a lot of attention. Jashamati Nandan Prabhu joined in America. Gopal Krishna joined in America. Prabhupada gave them a lot of attention. Bhakti Charu Maharaj came very late. Prabhupada gave them a lot of attention. He joined in India So, others also, Loganath Maharaj, he wasn't so much, he was a college student. So, uh, hardly any educated Indians were joining Prabhupada. It was so difficult for Prabhupada to manage the movement in India. He spent most of his time in India trying to get these temples built, and he'd bring Western devotees, and they'd all run away, most of them run away. They, were, they wouldn't stay more than a few days or a few weeks. Even Prabhupada brought different GBCs and they'd all run away. And eventually he appointed Gopal Krishna Maharaj as the GBC and then he's dead. So, uh, but Prabhupada remained very hopeful. He never gave up hope because Prabhupada had full faith in the mercy of Krishna that despite all the obstacles and all the difficulties of the devotees, uh, it, it just seems to be so difficult. I quoted the other day, Prabhupada would quote about his disciples, Koila Dhuleo Moila Javena. However much you wash coal, it just remains black. You're saying like that in Hindi also? Hindi may I say about that? Something like that. 
But uh, Prabhupada had great faith in the mercy of Krishna, especially Krishna's mercy manifestations, the holy name of Krishna. If somehow or other people go on chanting Hare Krishna. That Kali Kali Nama Rupe Krishna Avatar Nam Hoite Hoi Sarva Jagatanishta. The whole world can be delivered by this chanting of Hare Krishna. Krishna's mercy incarnation. So, the whole world still seems a long, a long way from the whole world coming to Krishna consciousness, but it is possible at any time. That was the vision of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the vision of our Acharyas. It can be taken up. People in the world are afraid. In America, they're afraid of recession and economic crisis. Whereas in India, they're still charging ahead. And India is going to be the next superpower. Got a long way to go. They get the trains running on time, for instance. <laughs> They put, a, they put a satellite in space, right? And then they lost it. They're putting a satellite in space costs crores and crores and movies, but so many people they don't have even drinking water. Anyway. You don't talk about the Indian government. No. Sahajam. What is that? Sahajam Karma Code. Sadoshanapinati. Well, Indian government. Anyway, um, there is great scope for spreading Christian consciousness. Many people can take to it. And actually, this thing like recession or great hardship in the world, actually, for preaching Christian consciousness, should be good. If people have more money and they, they generally become more uh, blinded by Maya. Dhana Durvadam that is described in Bhagavatam. Blinded, maddened by wealth. So, if there is disturbance in the world, good. We don't care if there's recession. What do we care if there's recession? The whole society is crazy anyway. Let, let people suffer and then they can, then they're more likely to take to Krishna consciousness. Better that people have man anyway everyone's suffering. But if they have manifest suffering and they, they can realize their suffering, then they can begin to preach to them more. Whereas if they're all very comfortable and thinking life is wonderful, then uh, then they're not so likely to take to Krishna consciousness. So we should remain hopeful. Not be too much disturbed. There are plenty of things that might be disturbing. Here at Iskandar Order, there are so many things that could be improved in so many ways. Things could be so much better. It's not difficult to see how things could be improved this way, that way, the other way. But there are Many good things. You're all here, sitting and listening. That's good, isn't it? Deity worship, as Prabhupada said, 
punctuality and friendliness are two most important things. That's there as well as good dressing of the deities and opulent bowl offerings and deity worship is going on very nicely. Gita class is going on without fail for how many years? Eleven years? Nine years. Nine years. From 98, yeah, 11 years. So, that's an achievement, isn't it? I mean, there are not that many temples in Iskon, unfortunately, where they have a regular Gita class, which is important. That's something else. Iskon Baroda is ahead of many centers in the world in that regard. So, that's good. Festivals. Very opulently celebrated here. Janmashtami, Anakut, Govardhan Puja, Mahotsav is coming up. Mass Prasad distribution. Rathiyatra, one of, one of the best Rathiyatras in the world. Maybe after Puri, Calcutta, and been for many years. The old route used to have more people. I don't know about Definitely the, the way the public gets into it is, and how many people turn up? Two lakhs, the police estimate. It's huge considering the population of the road is what? What is it? Six lakhs, something like that? Who knows? Eight lakhs? Eighteen. Eighteen? Eighteen? It's not so much. Is it? 18 lakhs per order? 18 lakhs? Is it? Mm. It's grown a lot. It's swallowed up a lot of the villages all around. Is that the district? No. No. It's the city. Yeah, uh, even the daily prasada distribution is uh, every day in the evening. In Kartik, they get a full plate, and many days they get a full plate of opulent prasad. And the last few days, I think they're getting a full cup of halal cooked in meat. Huh? Shrat. Oh, because it's the shrat season. So people are sponsoring, is it? Yes. That's the idea. I see. So that's another vibhav or opulence. The Goshala, cows, happy cows, Desi Gai. It was uh, given a prize as the best Goshala in Baroda district. So that's good. Another good thing. People are becoming devotees. Many more could be. You know, go out, distribute books on Sunday. So many things can be done. Even uh, throughout the day, so many people are coming to the temple. Actually, someone could preach to them. Just preach them doesn't mean that you have to just meet them, say hello, how are you, just them. In, in some centers, they have this. They get people to chant one round. There are many things that can be done right, apart from going out and doing programs in different places, which is going on. 
Anywhere else we have regular programs in the week, in the hostels, the youth preaching. But right, so many people are coming to the temple. So give them a chakramala, ask them to chant one round, ask them, invite them to festivals in this way. Bring them up from the stage of just taking darshan. Now these uh, are called diorama that uh, things put in the temple. So I can explain about that a bit and then give people proper books. So like that, so many more things could be done. But as it is, uh, there is facility to practice Christian consciousness and preach Christian consciousness. So like that, uh, from imperfection, purity will come. If we simply look at the imperfection, then we'll remain imperfect. But if we find the good things and try to cultivate within that situation, then at least our own purity will come about. There's no reason why not. And others also will be benefited. So, Bhaktivinoda Thakur has said, from imperfection, purity will come about. It doesn't seem to be a very good philosophical statement unless we consider the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Otherwise, from imperfection, purity doesn't come about. From imperfection, everyone just remains imperfect. When there's the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then Dino Hino Jato Chilo Harinami Udhana. By Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy, all the imperfect, fallen, sinful persons all became delivered. So that's still going on, still can go on, and can spread widely more and more and more. It's up to each one of us to uh, do what we can to ourselves. Be Krishna conscious and spread Krishna consciousness to others. And if we think, just like going to bathe in the Ganga, if we think that, well, I'll wait till it becomes completely free of mud and then I'll bathe, then you'll never bathe. And those who bathe every day, they get the purifying effect. So, in the same way, as long as we're in this material world, there will be faults. But if we think, well, uh, Iskon is not completely pure, so I'll go and uh, convert and become a Christian or something, start eating beef. That's not going to help us. Hare Krishna! Any question, comment, protest, or any other such exclamation? Before we finish this here session, have a look at the time. It's more or less time to finish. Alright, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna.